The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he bent me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. Hello and welcome to the two-man power trip of wrestling. I am your host, JP John Paz. With me today is a very special guest. He's a former RPW world champion. You may know him as the natural. He is, of course, Impact Wrestling superstar Sam Beal. Sam, welcome to two-man power trip. How you doing? I'm great. What's up, man? How are you? Doing very good. What is going on with you? What's up in your world? Oh, not much. I'm just uh, getting ready uh, for a, a, big, uh, a big trip this weekend and um I've, I've had school this past week so yeah i'm just i'm grinding it's a big old grind right now for me still in school and wrestling huh yeah it's it's challenging at times but i make it do uh, i'm actually a senior at the university of toledo studying uh communications should be graduating at the end of this year may 2022 should be uh-oh Hopefully. Uh, I, I will be. I, I, I will definitely be done with that. <laughs> What's it like doing school and wrestling? You know what I mean? Because you're like a full-time student, full-time wrestler. It's kind of, it's a lot. Oh, it, it is a lot to juggle up in the air. But <clears throat> I, I think I've done a really good job uh, managing my time for getting my homework done while on the road. But, um, but also like being able to compete in the ring uh, <clears throat> in the weekends. Um, I think the, the, the best thing, though, for me with like uh, managing my time through school and wrestling is just having a great support system behind me, uh, always like encouraging me. Like when I feel overwhelmed and stressed, they're they're there to like get kick my booty in gear, <laughs> as you would say. Yes. Yeah. So with wrestling, I mean, obviously, school is a focus. But with wrestling, is that like the end all be all? Is that the real focus, like the real thing you want to get into? Like, yeah, school is great. I want to get my degree, but I want to be a pro wrestler. You know, oh, or none. 100%. I, and I don't just want to be a pro wrestler. 
I, I truthfully want to be the best pro wrestler in the world one day. I want people to know my name. I want people to want to rock a curly mullet like me. I want to be an icon. Um, I, I obviously went to school. Uh, I started school uh, before I even started training to be a wrestler. So I, I and I'm a person who's really hard nosed, and I will finish what I started. So <clears throat> uh, when I got into school and then I got into wrestling, I was like, you know what? I like being busy. Being busy is fun. I don't want to be bored and not doing anything. So uh, I'm I'm going to tackle both of them, and I, I'm not only going to be the best. Uh, the best professional wrestler in the world one day, but I'm going to graduate with a degree and have, uh, have that on my belt too. Nice. What are you going to school for? Uh, communications. Um, I, I'm not sure exactly what route I would want to do with that yet. Uh, I still have to figure that out, but, um, I thought, uh, I originally went for education at, right at the beginning to be a teacher. So I want to be a teacher and I love the idea of coaching as a teacher, um, but then I, once I got into the classrooms, it really just wasn't for me. So I decided that it was in my best interest to, and, and for my career to switch over to communications. And the best thing about it is I'm having fun while I'm at school. I'm learning so much like useful knowledge that I felt like I wasn't learning when I was in the education program. It's not saying that the education program wasn't great because it is. Um, but I just feel like I'm learning more and I'm having way more fun with it, uh, as in the communication degree. So as far as wrestling, were you always a big wrestling fan? Like, were you always like a super fan? Um, I mean, yeah, but I went through waves. Uh, I was a huge fan when I was a younger kid with, uh, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, um, The Rock, people like them with my brother uh my brother was a huge fan and i just wanted to be like my big brother so we would stay up and watch it every every monday um and i loved it once he kind of fell out of it i kind of fell out of it and i just went ventured different ways wasn't a huge fan of it um it wasn't until my best friend who actually is wrestling with me we actually started together um he is (laughs) Funny story is he was my he's another one of my best friends little brother, so my other best friend I would always hang out with him and then I would come over to his house and then one time I uh, uh, stopped in his little brother's room which is now my best friend and I was I was like oh what are you doing and he was oh I'm just watching wrestling and I sat down and watched it with him and then it skyrocketed that was when it was like here we go. I'm uh, an Uber fan. So like, it was like around the freshman year of high school. Um, I want to say 20, 2012 or 2013. I know like the first pay-per-view I actually watched was WrestleMania 30 with him. So I, I I'm, I'm very young, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Ever since then I did it all. I played with action figures. I uh, wrestled on the trampoline played the video games, the GM mode, like everything you could think of. That is uh, what I did once I, me and my best friend now started hitting it off. Who is your friend? He's a wrestler too? He is. um, His name is Sherman Walker. He was my former uh, tag team partner on the indie scene for a little while. He went under the name of Ace Miles, but he since went through a character development change and he goes by Sherman Walker. 
he's unbelievable. He is really, really good. He needs the right set of eyes on him. So, yeah. What made you make the leap? Like you're a fan, you really love it, but what made you like want to make the leap? Like, okay, now I really want to get into this. I want to do this. I want to be a wrestler. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I honestly have never really, I never thought of it as like, oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I never did. But it was the moment I was sitting at work because um, I, I used to cut grass for my high school here at Rossford, Ohio. Um, and I was sitting at work, not doing work. Maybe I was taking my lunch break or just a 15 minute break. You know, uh, <laughs> I was watching a documentary about Seth Rollins. Um, he had the redesign, rebuild, reclaim uh, that documentary. And I watched it and it just like sparked up something in me like a, I, I can't even like explain it I just saw him do all the things that me and my buddies do and it just made me like wow this is what I want to do this is this is what I want to do and so then I started searching up different schools all over the like all over Midwest area and really with my like I'm not well off with money so <laughs> I had to find the best option within my budget and I came across a school actually that just started in Toledo, Ohio, and it was right in my backyard and I got to it and it, it was uh, called Northwest Ohio Wrestling, which has since closed its doors, but it got my foot in the door and I met a lot of great people and I hit the ground running, as they would say, right? <laughs> yeah. Who's the trainer or who was the trainer over there? So... With that school, there was a lot of different people cycling in and out that would um, help us train. Uh, people like the names of uh, Brandon Edwards. He came in and helped a lot. Benjamin Boone, um, MM3. Um, a lot of these guys would come in on days and just really like give what they have to the students. Um, but the two head trainers, I would say, at that school, the Northwest Ohio Wrestling, is... Um, was ck3 uh or crimson and then chris chambers those two both have really like they really took me from like a fan almost to like i like a, like a fan to a an actual performer they really helped me out a lot um like i said though uh they have since closed their doors and there has been a new school that opened here in Toledo called skull and bones where i continued to train and that i think is where i really took the biggest leap in my career uh that is ran by ck3 and uh or crimson whatever you want to call him uh ck3 and then trey miguel also helps out there a lot and we have brian castle uh and benjamin boone's back there as well as like a helping uh headed coach so when you first get there are you like comfortable right away are you in shape like how did like that process go oh no i was i was in the worst shape ever I mean, I look back at pictures. Uh, it's funny that like my fiance's mom, she just sent me a picture the other day and she said, who is this? Like, it's like right when I started training and it, it didn't even look like me at all. Um, no, to give you a little bit of perspective, I in high school played defensive line and offensive line. I played center. Oh, I am sorry if that was loud. Did you hear that? Yes. Yes. No problem. Okay. I don't know how to rid of that i uh, not sure how to get rid of it. i'm so sorry about that but i played offense and defensive line in uh in high school so um i was a huge boy i uh, it wasn't until like my 
there was two moments where I thought like in my career that I was like, Oh, it's time to change and time to get, uh, get in better shape. And that was when I first started, because I know that the business is an aesthetic business. Like you have to have a good physique and you have to have a good cardio to have a match. So it's important to be fit. Uh, right when I first started, I decided to change the way I eat. I would, I would have uh, three meals and I would work out harder. And I, I started to change the way of my lifestyle. It wasn't until like, I want to say a year and a half. I want to say, yeah, a year and a half ago, about May of last year, or maybe it was June, uh, I decided to really meal prep and really focus on my calorie intake and really taking my diet seriously. And that's what has helped me the most. And I think I've shedded around 100 to 110 pounds, maybe, somewhere wow. in the area. Damn pretty impressive it's pretty good i mean wrestling's really getting you into shape damn yeah it's uh and, and that's another thing though not only am i doing like my lifting and dieting for wrestling it just helps me feel better as a person i just feel more confident uh it's a great time to clear my head and <clears throat> just really just have fun i guess i guess you could say i don't look at it as work lifting and dieting so when you first get there, is it one of those things? Because you hear a lot of wrestlers say like, okay, we didn't get in the ring for 30 days or we didn't get in the ring for two months or something. Are they getting you in the ring right away or they're making sure you're in shape first? Um, So the school that I have continued my training at, you get in the ring usually within the first two or three weeks. Um, <clears throat> but when I first started, funny enough is um, that school actually did not have a ring at all. <laughs> wow so, how was that possible? Uh, wow we were the, we were in a racquetball court and we were just learning lockups and chain and stuff like that so yeah it took i think it was like a week and a half or uh, two weeks of training and then we got a ring finally and that was when we started learning how to bump and things like that so how like long does it take for you to get comfortable i know obviously it takes a little bit to get in shape but how long does it take you to get in com like comfortable taking bumps, getting used to the ropes, stuff like that? Eventually, when you actually finally do get in that ring, um, that's that's tough. Uh, I would say that like I I kind of I I wouldn't say I was comfortable right off the bat, but my athletic background kind of gosh dang it, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to take rid of that. Um, I'm using my, my phone and it's kind of going off a little bit right now. I'm sorry about that. Or no, I'm using my, my, my computer and it's going off. But where was I at? I was saying that I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily comfortable like taking bumps and, uh, like being on the top rope or running the ropes, but my athletic ability prior to wrestling really contributed to my comfortableness. Like it, it was quick, smooth sailing and it was quick, uh, I would say about like maybe a month or so of training that I was feeling like, all right, this is, this is pretty nice. It's pretty natural to me. And hence that's where the, the first moniker came from was the natural sand bill. Yeah. So with that, it's funny because it's like a lot of football guys have a good transition over to wrestling. You think football really kind of benefited you for the oh, better? 100%. I think football, not only in wrestling, but in life in general, football is one of the best sports. It's a great character builder. But 
especially with being an offensive lineman, the transition into being a professional wrestler was amazing because I had to be so quick on my feet. I had to have good footwork and um, I had to be strong and brutish. And um, yeah, so yeah, I definitely think the transition from football to wrestling was a really nice for me. So how long does it take you for when you go through your training to really have your first official match? Like, is it months? Is it a, is it a year? Is it a while before you actually finally get into the ring and have an actual match? Um, the, I, for me personally, I don't know how other schools do it or things like that. Um, I, the school that I'm at now, what they do with their, the new students to have their first match, they, uh, they tech, they have to be approved by every coach. Um, and if every coach thinks that they're ready, that is when they have their first match. Some people, it takes a year. Some people, it takes three months. Like it just alters on how fast they pick it up. Um, for me, it was about a, uh, I think it was, I, I had a squash match within like seven months, like where I just went out there, made an entrance and then the dude beat me with a finish. But uh, I think my first actual match was about nine or 10 months in. So I was a fast learner. I was able to grasp things pretty quick, but it still is. It still does take time to really hone your craft in the ring. So where were you working? Like what promotions and when you finally start to get rolling? Um, the first show I, I mean, I, we, the first show that I went to and I did was for Northwest Ohio wrestling. They were, they weren't only a school. They also had shows monthly. Um, and kind of for the first two to three years, that was my mainstay. I was there a lot. And then um, I, I would venture out to a little bit up here in Michigan, um, a little down south. Uh, it was crazy, though, for the f my first ever real big road trip. Um, I want to say it was within the year after I had my first or like, yeah, after I had my first match. So within the year, uh, we made a trip down to Georgia. And we had a stop in central um, central Ohio, and then we went down to Georgia for the Saturday, and then Sunday we drove back up. So that was really cool to experience and have a first real road trip. I definitely remember memories from that, and it was great. How did they notice you? Like, how did you get booked down there? Um, it was other guys, other people who've been around for a long time. Um, they uh, they just said, "Hey, we have a car load. Do you mind if they come and get a spot on the show?" And that's exactly what we did. What do you think is now like you're you're a real wrestler? You know, you're making road trips. Uh, you're in now. You're in the fraternity. Yeah, I I think that it was yeah, it was like a spark. Kind of like it kind of motivated me more because like I got a little taste and I wanted more of that. I wanted to keep traveling. I want to keep going on the road and I want to keep seeing new places. And and yeah, definitely it was it was a great great experience for that first trip and yeah i think it's helped build me to where i'm at now so you worked a lot in michigan i like you mentioned georgia too but michigan ohio where else have you worked um so i currently actually i have it hanging on my wall i have all the states colored in that i've worked in one two three. Oh, nice i think it's 12 so i've been to texas that was pretty cool uh, we went down to Alabama, worked in Tennessee, Ohio, uh, Michigan. Uh, yeah, so that is actually one of my main goals is to wrestle 
all over the country. I want to wrestle in every, all 50 states. So that's why I have a map hanging up on my wall where I get to, every time I go check off a new state, I go color it in and uh, add to the uh, add to the list. So I like that. It's a cool idea. Yeah, because it's like, hey, I wrestled here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, where have I not wrestled? And is there yeah. anything like Hawaii? Yeah, I got to wrestle in Hawaii. Yeah, that would be awesome. I uh, hopefully, hey, any bookers in Hawaii, you need a curly mullet. I'm your guy. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big guy like that. I kind of like seeing things, like seeing the accomplishments and seeing the things that I've done. Um, not only do I like I color in the states that I've been to, but I keep a running note of every match that I've had. And like I have a record of wins and losses in my notes on my phone. I like doing that. It's just like it keeps track to and track of every match that I've had. So when I go back one day, I can scroll through it and be like, oh, I remember that was awesome. Like we did a lot of this, this and that and that match. And like, oh, my goodness, I worked this guy like it's. It's definitely something that I will always do with wrestling. That is cool. That's a good idea. Did you see Chris Jericho did that, I guess, for years because he made a book out of it? Oh. Yeah, the, the, the list of Jericho, basically 30 years in wrestling. And he went back to old notes, and they turned it into a book. It was like, you know, 1990 wrestling in Mexico. He got $35 payoff, and he wrestled, you know, pretty like pretty cool to do that not a lot of guys do do that like keep a and he kept his record so he has his record in there and pretty awesome to kind of keep that stuff intact because not everybody does that they almost forget a lot of stuff see yeah i run into a lot of people when i tell them that i've done that i or i've done that from the beginning they're like oh hold on to that because i i was doing it and then i kind of just gave up on it and and Truthfully, I don't want to. I don't want to stop. I love doing it. I kind of feel weird after my match if I don't jot it down in my notes real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool though. And and obviously you can kind of go back and like maybe learn something like, oh, let's try to wrestle this guy here and uh, you know, just for yeah. learning purposes too. But also, I mean, that's a great history lesson for yourself. Oh, yeah, exactly. So where's like a, a place you want to work? Like, I know we're joking around kind of saying Hawaii. I mean, that would be ideal. But is there a, like another place or somewhere you're like, man, I got to get out there. I want to work. You know, could it be like Northeast? I want to work in the Northeast more or something. I really want to work out West in all, all of those uh, states out that way. I, I really want to see the West Coast. Uh, I think the main one, if I had to pick any state that I want to wrestle in really bad, it would be in Oregon. Uh, I think it's because in fifth grade, I actually did a state project on Oregon. We all had a, a state assigned to us. We had to do like the Capitol, make a little float. We had like a parade. It was pretty cool. And I picked Oregon. So, and they're, they're one of my favorite colleges too. Uh, so yeah, I think Oregon would be the state that I would pick. The Ducks, right? Oh yeah. Go Ducks. They're, they're my B team. I'm a bit, I'm a Michigan fan through and through. For, be go blue yeah you gotta be go blue baby i'm for for baseball i like the tigers detroit lions college football i like michigan wolverines but my b team is oregon because they don't ever play michigan so i root for them and they always have awesome jerseys yes yeah, amazing always man is michigan gonna be good this year or what they're undefeated right so far <sighs> when they yeah they are when they beat wisconsin see i've i've been through a lot with michigan football and and general college and nfl so i'm kind of numb to expecting disappointment now yeah <laughs> so when they started the season off hot and everybody's like, oh look at michigan look at michigan i'm like i'll simmer down let's wait 
And then we played Wisconsin at Wisconsin and we went in there and won. I was like, well, dang it. Now I'm emotionally invested and now I'm going to care if they win or lose. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, they have, they have potential. I don't think personally their quarterback right now, Cade McNamara is that great. I don't think he's a playoff quarterback. Um, He's a serviceable quarterback. I think when they make, when, when they're going to be a serious contender for playoff, like the playoffs, I think is when JJ McCarthy plays. So, but we'll see. I mean, hey, we're they're undefeated. We got a big game. I think they play Northwestern next. They play Northwestern, then they go play Michigan State, and that'll be a big game. So, well, these next two games will tell us a lot for them. Big Ten is pretty good this year. I know Iowa just got upset, but just even Northwestern is pretty good. Ohio State obviously is good. Yeah, big Ten's pretty good this year. Yeah, I think last week before Iowa lost, I think they had five teams in the top ten. That's- yeah, which is nuts. Yeah, Penn State, Ohio, uh, Iowa. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, that is nuts. But hey, I'm here for it. Go Big Ten. And it's funny, Rutgers stinks, but they're even they're not that bad. Like when they play teams outside the Big Ten, they're not bad at all. Oh no, I know. Like Rutgers has always had this like stigma about them not being great. But they've played every team they've played this year tough. I think yeah. I mean even even Michigan. I mean I think Michigan beat them by maybe two or three scores. But they still like through the first half when I was watching the game, like it was close. It was a tough one. Yeah, they were, Michigan. I was having a tough time scoring somehow on uh, yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, it was that was a close game. Closer maybe than than it should have been. Yeah. So with you, any promotions in mind that you want to work for? Like any that you're keying in on? Um. Uh, I'm not, not quite sure of that yet. Um, I know I want to get back out to AAW in Chicago. That's oh, yeah. one. Oh, I will say this because I think it's very unique and I think it would be an awesome trip. I want to go out to Russell pro in Alaska and that would check off a state, but, um, I know that they bring in a lot of great talent and it's a great show every time. So I would like to work there. Hey, I know your buddy Brian Myers can make that happen, right? Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, that's pretty cool because uh, Kevin Matthews originally, I guess he went over there and was like, oh, this is like an untapped market. And everyone's like, oh, you're crazy. And then you look, it's like, wow, they're actually pretty successful over there. It is an untapped market. Like, damn, who would have thought like Alaska of all places? But they do well over there. Yeah, he does. He does a great job. So with you. And you know, you're wrestling all over the place. How do you get to impact wrestling? How'd you get in? <clears throat> I I say this because it's true, but it's right guy, uh, or right place, right time for me. And I was I was picked um to enter into a storyline with uh Trey Miguel versus Sammy Callahan. Um and I guess I showed them something and they kept bringing me back and bringing me back and and I ain't leaving. I'm not leaving. <laughs> like the guy says from Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess it's just the right place, right time. And then taking that opportunity and really just rolling and doing the best I can with it. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of stress, like worried about, well, what if this isn't great? What if that doesn't? I mean, all I can do is my best. And at the end of the day, I believe that my best will be good enough. So how did you get noticed though? Like who scouted you? Was it Scott Demore or who like who brought you in? I, I to be honest, I have no idea. I just got an email. 
I got a phone call from Trey, and then I got an email from Creative and backstage, um, and they brought me back, or they brought me in, and then I kept getting emails and emails and emails, and it's great. It's, it's a great time. I love it there. Impact Wrestling is so amazing. It's so incredible. Everybody in that locker room is so talented and could be, I, I truthfully think that anybody, anybody and everybody could be a world champion in that in that locker room. I think that's how deep our roster is. Sounds like maybe Trey was uh, behind it or helping you out getting in there. Hey, I, I mean, he could have. And man, that guy has had my back since the day I stepped into our new school. And he's not only been like a big help and my trainer, but he's my best friend now. Like, he's one of like my go-to guys for everything. I talk to him every every single day. And I'm very thankful and lucky to have him in my life. What do you think is like the best piece of advice he's given you so far? I think it was after one time uh, I had a, I had a little slip up um, in a match that we actually had and uh, I messed up pretty bad and he kind of gave me a stern talking and he told me, he was like, uh, damn it. You are too good to act like this he's like sam you are going to be a world champion someday and you need to start acting like it he's like this this is your ball to take and get like to get after and it kind of just lit a lit a fire under my like under me and i I never made the same mistake again um and it 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 motivated me motivated me to be better so so when you first get in there, obviously, you know, they call like, oh, you're kind of like the enhancement talent or you're the young guy or you're the young boy or whatever. Like, what do you think about that role? Like when you're first going in, because, you know, you got to put over Callahan and Trey and stuff, but you're trying to mold yourself and create a character, you know, a character really, too. Uh, I mean, I, I you can call it what you want, but I think it's just a talent, man. They're out there. They're doing the same thing. I mean, yeah, there might be shorter matches. Maybe they don't get enough looks there and there, but they're still doing a job and they're still out there performing and entertaining people. And their time will come or our time will come or whatever you want to call it. I I, uh, I don't really look at them as enhancement talent because they are talented. To be on TV, you are talented. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'd put it. It's almost like the young lion, like New Japan always says, like the young lions. They might be in the shorter matches or like opening matches, but eventually they, you know, they grow and they become more, more, more mm -hmm. important part of the roster. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, they're they're like I said, they're talented. If they're on TV, they're talented. So, what do you think about Sammy Callahan and obviously Trey? But some of the guys you've worked with there, you're learning a lot. Oh, absolutely. That that's what I that's the one the, the one point I forgot to um to put when I was talking about the enhancement talent is with those people who have those short matches, you pick up on so many different little things that you didn't really think about because you're always worried about the moves and the the characters and the talking and things like that. But being able to have those little quick matches and seeing how they like the veterans do it. Is, it's a great way to just pick up on little techniques and things like that. And that's one thing that I have been blessed with is I've been around a lot of guys who have had a lot of experience and I'm learning so much from every single person. Like everybody is teaching me 
so many different lessons and it's and it's great for me i'm filling this old perm up with knowledge <laughs> yes yeah with that it's funny because i oh, obviously i always talked to shane douglas and stuff and he was saying he was in wbf in 86 and 87 and he's doing those short quick matches those enhanced matches if you will and he's doing it with macho man and paul orndorff and like you may think like okay nobody pays attention to it but he said he learned so much he worked maybe four minutes or something with each mm-hmm. guy but he said he learned so much from them and even behind this behind the scenes learned so much and how to take care of yourself and do this and do that and macho man gave him a little bit of advice so it's really cool to kind of not just say oh i'm on tv and like forget about it no you actually take that time like oh, i'm going to learn this from sammy callahan or going to take this from trey or you know whoever big okay. cast it's like i'm going to learn something from working with these guys absolutely you learn the littlest things and, and not even just about wrestling though like you learn a lot about life and you learn about a lot of, like about people's backgrounds and what what their journey was like to get to where they're at and it makes you respect the business a little bit more i would say and it's i'm like I said, I'm blessed to have the opportunity that I have. What's up with the perm and then the curly mullet? What's up with that? Uh, it's beautiful and everybody loves it, especially the girls. <laughs> but uh, do you want do you want the background? Do you want the story? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, all right I'll, I'll give it to you. So honestly, my hair is as straight as it comes. It is straight and really? no, no curls at all. Well, it was before covid before covid hit we and as a group of friends would go out to a country concert called faster horses up in michigan loved it it's the best time of my life it's so much fun you just let loose like get away from reality and just be with your brothers and friends and just have a good time well the following year we were like oh we should all grow out mullets let's all grow out mullets for the concert blah 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 so i decided like let's let's do it we all, like, as a group, we collectively started growing out mullets, and then COVID hit, and the 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 concert got canceled. So we were unfortunate. We we're like, you know what? Screw it. Or the mullet goes on. We got to grow it out for the next time it comes back. So we figured it would come back. Well, I I remembered I saw somebody else have a mullet, and they had their party back. They it was like kind of wavy and curly. I was like, dude, that's awesome. I like that. And I, my mom, who was a hairdresser, I went up to my mom, what if we did the whole thing curly and wavy? And she yeah. was she was like, that's going to be too much. That's going to be ridiculous. I'm like, well, well, let's let's test it out with a curling iron. So we did it with a curling iron. And it looked kind of cool because my hair was, or my mullet wasn't too long yet. So it looked kind of cool. And it, it hooked me. And I was like, yep, mom, get the rods. It's time. We're perm this boy. <laughs> <laughs> So it's her her doing almost. Uh, oh, your thought, but she's doing it. Oh, it's my mom's finest work. She does it. She does it amazing every time. She can't miss. It looks great every single day. Nice. And it's one of those things too that a lot of wrestlers like. You know, they may end up looking the same. Nobody's gonna look like you. You know what I mean? You got a certain look, and people are gonna remember the perm, the curly mullet. They're gonna remember stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm memorable. Not only from the awesomeness inside the ring. But the perfection of what I look like, oh, um, you ain't forgetting me. You ain't forgetting Sam Beal. It's like, who the hell is that guy with the perm? Who is this guy with curly mullet? Yeah. The best part is I've got an easy name to remember. Sam Beal, baby. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So how'd you get hooked up with Brian Myers? Like, what, what's the deal there? Is he a mentor to you? 
yeah, he uh, he just took me under his ring, wing. I feel like he was, uh, you know, going through the same old stuff, kind of losing a little bit. But he had so much knowledge that was uh, that was just like up in his up in his brain. He couldn't share it. And uh, eventually, well, here comes Sam Beal, who needs a little bit of a pick me up and needs me a little needs a little bit coaching. And uh, Brian took me under his wing. And the rest is history. What's he teaching you? Good stuff, or is he teaching you somebody? That, that's for me to know. <laughs> you guys to see in the ring. <laughs> Pretty cool. They get to work with Ko- Kojima, who's obviously a huge legend. All Japan, New Japan, I me mean, everywhere has been a legend in wrestling. It's pretty cool. You got that opportunity. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. It kind of came out of the like left field too. Um, I, uh, we, what was like when we got to the got to the venue, they kind of said, "Oh, hey, you guys have a because t- we thought the day was off. We we were thought it was a an off day." And then uh, they're like, oh, yep, you guys have a tag match. And then they throw it together. And it was so unique for me because it was the first person I actually worked who was not from America. So being able to be in a ring, with, especially with him, like being the legend that he is and just seeing his like mannerisms and the way he moved in the ring and the way he fired up, everything, like I learned a lot. Like I, I know this is where coming back to that whole learning thing, but I'm at a stage in my career where I'm just, I'm a sponge. I'm just taking it all in and learning. And that was one of the matches that I really picked up a lot on. That's pretty cool though of impact. Like they'll bring out a legend from here or there in new Japan, obviously, but it's just like, wow. And somehow you get the opportunity to work with them. That's pretty cool. That impact has it. I wouldn't say random matches, but it's almost like, like you said, it's unexpected. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then you and Jake something seem like something's going on there, but that's uh, you know, obviously another learning experience, even for him, a young, younger guy himself. Oh, Jake is amazing, he's a million dollars, dude. He is so good in the ring, he knows who he is, he carries himself with such like such awesome posture. He's a good dude. He's he's like I said, when I go back to the Impact roster, I think anybody could be a world champion, and he is definitely one of those guys at the top of the list that could be a world champion. So what do you think about Scott Demore? He said about you, future star, and then he said, but he could also fizzle out, you never know. But he did say first, future star. Like, So what do you think about Scotty Demore and what he's saying? Uh, Scott Demore has always been great to me. Um, uh, he's a great person. Uh, he's, always, he's always there to help me out and teach me along the way as well. Um, and when he said that, when I, uh, when I came across that, that article, it, it like it lit a fire under me. It just made me like ready to rock and roll because I want to prove his first statement, right. And his second statement wrong. Um, because I want to be a star. I'm going to be a star. It's going to happen. I, I have worked too hard and I've come too far to turn back. And I won't stop until I get there. Were you surprised that like you're on his mind as far as for interviews and stuff when they ask him future stars? Were you surprised at all that you know, you're the name that comes up when he was thinking about it? Like, has he talked to you about that before? He has not actually. Uh, but no, it was it was shocking to see the article. I I was just I'm still just a green kid, and to be on somebody who has such a legendary background in professional wrestling, like to say that about me, it is a 
me personally, like that's uh, one of the grandest honors I could have ever asked for. I, I mean, it's just, it was, it was kind of mind boggling to me. I do remember screenshotting the article and sending it to my fiance and be like, holy crap, Scott DeMore said this about me. Like he said that about me and it, it was a good feeling, but it was a, a motivated feeling. Pretty cool. And with the forbidden door or whatever they want to call it now, it's like you never know who's going to show up and you never know who they're thinking about. Yeah. Like the more he might bring this guy in, then he's thinking of you, throw Kojima in there. You know, you just never know with uh, the way wrestling is nowadays. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan and a wrestler because there's so many options and so many possibilities that could happen. And it's, it's great. We should soak it all in while we can because it's amazing. If somebody has never seen you before and they're they're like, oh, what's Sam Beal style? What would like? How would you describe it as? How would you describe it? My style is uh, I'm very athletic, so I can do the things the little guys can do, but in a big way. Because I'm a big boy, I'm six one, about two twenty, and I got chiseled brick muscles. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I like to, I I will. I'll bring the fight to you, but I like to have fun doing it. Might be a little bit cocky in the ring. You never know. You might—I mean—you might see me flaunt my stuff because I know I look sweet. A little bit, a little bit of perfection. You know what I'm saying? But, but I'm coming at you, and I—I'm out here to always, always eat a dub, eat like Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm here to get the W. Nice. So as we. Hit the wind down and head towards the finish. I always like to ask this. Do you have favorite matches or maybe somebody says, oh, I want to see what Sam Beal's up to or I want to you know, read up or watch or look at some of his best matches or favorite matches. What would you say some of the ones that, that you've had that stick out as some of your favorites? Um, Two come to mind right away. Um, one match I had with a uh, guy named Killian McMurphy. Um he, uh, it was him versus I at Eclipse Wrestling in Altoona, Pennsylvania. We, it was, we never met before ever. And we found out that we were working together and we went out there and just had a really solid, good match. Like, it was just fun all around. Um, I knew everything felt crisp. It was really good. Uh, and then the other one would have to be with my match with, uh, now further known as Jason Page. But he is now known as Jason Hotch, who's been on AEW Dark. Um, me and him have had a couple really good matches, I think, and uh, we work really well together. Those, so those two, yep. Any dream matches of guys that I mean, obviously, very young in your career, but some dream matches that you have, like in your sights, guys you want to work with. Uh, dream match would be my all-time favorite wrestler because one day it's going to happen. I'm going to beat him. I don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to happen, but it'll be, it'll be me versus Dolph Ziggler. He's my all-time favorite wrestler of all time. And he is going to be me and him. We're going to duke it out one day and it'll, and I'm going to win. That, that, that's going to be a spoiler. <laughs> is he an Ohio boy? He's from Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. Okay. Oh, Ohio, Michigan. Uh Oh, I will say one, one guy I want to work really bad, and I hopefully it happens really soon, is Chris Bay. I think me and him would have an absolute stellar match. Be real, a lot of fun. Hey, I think it could happen on Impact, right? I mean, it could definitely happen. No. So as far as some of the guys you've worked with in Impact, is there some of your favorite guys that you've worked with there so far, like Willie Mack or like anybody there sticks out? Maybe a guy that we haven't mentioned yet. 
Um, I really enjoyed uh, working with with uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, having a match with Eddie Edwards, not only did it um, was it I thought was a really solid flowing match, but I learned a lot, good things, bad things, what to do, what not to do. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good match. That one was probably my favorite so far on Impact. Seems like they're giving you more time and more time in the ring. Are you seeing your uh, role kind of expanding there? They, yeah, and it's a great feeling. As far as like that, obviously, Forbidden Door is open. Do you want to work for AEW? Is it are you interested in working for them? Would it be great, or is one of those things like it's good if it happens, but it's not one of the things where I'm dreaming about it happening? Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head there. I, I think if it happens, it happens. It's great. Whatever is best for best for business, best for me. Um, but I love where I'm at now. Uh, I couldn't ask for anything more from where I'm at. Uh, but we'll see. You never know. I would also. I. I. It, it's all up in the air. I, I. I. Who knows anymore? You know. I know you got Nashville uh, or Tennessee. She's as a state. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, yeah. Highlighted on that map probably a few times because. Oh, you, yeah. you like. Uh, working there and wrestling there i know it's it's a smaller stage there's like a couple hundred people there but it seems like a pretty good atmosphere nashville is like my favorite city in all like uh, i've ever been to it's so much fun i'm a big country guy so being able to go down there and enjoy my time and have fun with my friends like it's it's a great time so really just kind of getting out the crystal ball and looking let's say a few years down the line where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself doing? I know you obviously, you hopefully, will be graduated college. It'll be in the rear view. But where do you see yourself in a few years? I see myself having a championship, winning winning a title, having a contract. You know, um, uh, being I, I really see myself being a full time professional wrestler. Uh. I don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know when it is, but that's something that I see down the road, and it will happen one day. Nice. I like that. I like that attitude for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to thank you for all the time. I appreciate it. Before we let you go, give us all the plugs and all the social media where everybody can find you and keep up with the perm. Okay. Well, I actually wanted to announce, I actually, with my two friends, Sherman Walker is one of them, and my other friend, Logan, we actually have started a podcast, a little talk show YouTube channel called The Little Spoon Snatchers. Look us up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Find all of our videos there. We got a lot of great content coming forward. Right now, we're just working on the podcast half of it. But we got What's a lot that? Of- What's it about? Uh, I, I We couldn't really like put it to words. And then when my buddy Logan was introducing himself on the first episode, he said... I'm a really passionate guy who is, feels super strong about dumb opinions. And when he said that, I couldn't think of a better way to describe our three unique personalities coming together in a talk show. Um, but yeah, we're the little spoon snatchers. Definitely go check it out. We talk. We haven't talked wrestling yet, but we will eventually because we're all wrestling fans. Uh, but we talk football. Um, our main segment that really is like our niche is we do top fives of a different topic every single week. Um, so I think last week we did our first episode, we did video games. Second episode, we did TV shows. 
third episode we did superheroes so we only have three episodes right now so it's a really it's a work in progress but i would love for everybody to go check it out give us good feedback um start following us because we're going to be we're going to be hitting the ground running with some content soon nice good stuff there and what was all your social media what's your personal ones you can catch me on twitter on instagram um and tiktok at sam beal 23 um i make it easy make it super easy for you to follow me um i would jump on this bandwagon real real soon because i'm a hit like i'm i'm taking off i'm going for the moon heck past the moon i'm going to the stars baby this perm is going all the way to the top love it sam thank you so much for all time really appreciate it of course thank you for having me it was a great really fun this has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother.